Hi, welcome back to another episode of Your Health Simplified. I am back again with Lindsay Heiserman. So back in June, we sat down for a chat and we talked candidly about our bodies, how we're feeling about them, what we're doing with them. We got such positive feedback about the way we held that conversation that we thought we would come back and do another episode, this time about what realistic training looks like for realistic bodies. And that includes talking about how we are training our own bodies, some of the struggles we face, the confusion out there, and everything in between. So listen in to another great episode where Lindsay and I sit down, two friends just having an honest, authentic conversation about realistic training for realistic bodies. Welcome back to another, what shall we call these? Chat talks, um, like a little talk show. Tiff is back. We did this, I don't know, maybe like a month ago where we just chatted about bodies. We got really great feedback about how it was like listening to a conversation between friends, which it is. So we thought we would come back and just chat about more things. So let's do that. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because our messages in Instagram, so Lindsay and I do a ton of voice messages every single day about a lot of random stuff like besties. Um, And lately we have been like talking through our training and as fitness professionals, like we know that we need to follow a program, but we also know like how hard it is. And, um, I've had some past injuries. I know Lindsay, you've dealt with a few things, you know, especially post COVID. So like we understand what everybody's going through. So we thought that we would bring it to everybody so that you understand that even fitness professionals who have been in the industry, who have the education and the knowledge, the experience, we still go through the same stuff that everyday women go through. Mm-hmm. And I will say my last episode that I did, or maybe it's two by now, but where I interviewed two of my personal training friends who have been in the industry, I asked them a little bit too about their own personal fitness journey. Cause I find that fascinating is like the fitness professional, what you learn as you are, you know, advancing in your career, but you're also aging and going through your own life things. And they said a lot of the same things, which was, you know, I have shifted from super body focused or body image focused or what my body looks like or exercise so that I can change my body to how does exercise make me feel? How do I want to stay fit for the rest of my life? And so it's a good illustration too, that you are so right. Although we know exercise science, although we know fitness, we are still humans figuring out our own fitness as we go. And it actually, it does, it's not any easier. People think, oh, it must be so easy for you. No, no, ma'am. No, it's not. And you're, and like you said, we are aging and as you age, your body changes and you experience different things, but not just with your body, but people have to realize that that outside influence on our lives also changes. So, you know, as you age, your hormones can kind of change. Um, like my kids are getting older and I'm dealing with new parenting stuff and that stress or different phases of life and what they're doing. Like your schedules are changing, relationships around you are changing and all of that impacts your training. It also like impacts your nutrition, which your nutrition impacts your training and your sleep. Like it's people want to go to training first. And they think that the training first is, and then everything else will fall in line, but it's actually like, you're able to train better 
when all the other crap around you is also a little bit more managed. It's really hard to get in solid workouts consistently when life is chaos and you're not sleeping and you're not eating and you're not drinking and like it's all together. (laughs) One big ball that you have to figure out how to unwind. Well, and I was thinking the other day about how I truly thought, I really do think that I thought this in my early thirties that like fitness could be pretty linear. Like I could just keep working on my fitness and it would just sort of build up a little bit over time. I've never been one to think like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this program and then I'm going to max out a weight or something. That's not been it, but I've always just felt like my fitness has improved. Maybe I've run a little faster or I did a race a little bit better or, you know, I do obstacle course racing. So maybe I did an obstacle better. So my strength was better and it's just not linear. You know, at some point there's a break and then you go down and I was not prepared. I was not prepared. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, your, your fitness and your training journey is slightly different than mine from the fact that mine has really been up a mountain down into the freaking gutter and then up a mountain and then back into a gutter. Um, and so I have had never really even gotten to the idea that I could sustain fitness for any given amount of time. And it wasn't until I became a personal trainer and like really understood like what bodies like mine need, what women like me need that I was like, oh yeah, I got to look past that one running goal or past that one body goal because, um, I'm going to reach that and then like have to maintain it. And then maintaining is what no one thinks about. And I will admit, I didn't even think about it because I never got to a place where I could maintain because I did drastic stuff to get just a little bit of fitness. So, yeah. When you think about bodies and these, I talked about this in this podcast with my trainer friends too. They stopped using before and afters because why is there an after like to your point we don't talk about the maintenance part we're not talking about what happens for the rest of your life that is not actually an end point this like quote after and that's the other thing that I had to really come to terms with just personally is that bodies and fitness are non-linear and they will ebb and flow and all of that ebb and flow really depends on life. Like you said, what are those outside stressors? And we talk about this in, um, our group coaching that you go to, which is what is your life stress or energy output right now? You cannot look at bodies or fitness in one tunnel. It has to be relative to what else is going on. And people miss that all the time. They think, and I'm guilty of this. I was like, no, I can just plow through with my fitness. Like I've used phrases like, well, if I could just, which never, <laughs> which never no. works. If your sentence starts with, if I could just, you might as well just throw away the rest of the sentence. But for me, clinging to fitness was always like what I could take to guide me in life. But at some point, injury, life, stress, it's not. And that's been really hard to navigate. And I think a lot of people feel that post COVID, like you said, what's my new routine? Yeah. 
I want to back up just for a second because when you said before and after, I just want to say that the only before and after that I have thoroughly enjoyed was I seen a reel last night and it was a bunch of girls that were like, this is me before the half marathon and they were so chipper and then it was oh. like, this is me after the half marathon and some of them looked so dead and I'm like, I'm here for that before and after because that's a realistic one. <laughs> like that's They accurate. did something amazing, but it's like, oh my gosh, that was so hard. I'm like, okay, that is like, before race after race like that is a specific outcome but as far as like like you said training in your body like there's never going to be an after mm-hmm. you know because it's like just a duration like even if you did before a program and after a program that is a small snapshot what are you going to do after you finish that program because you're going to have to do something to maintain whatever it is that you felt you gained from it and that's what before and afters don't show is like how are you going to maintain it? What is your prog? You know, what is your plan post this? So, um, yeah. Well, and we've talked about this, but it's important to reiterate that I really have, as I've gotten older, um, really thought about how do I maintain fitness for when I'm old? Like, it's very, very, very important to me to work on being strong for a lifetime. And when I was 20, 25, even 30, it was no, like, what am I doing right now? What is important right now? What, what feels the best right now? And as I've gotten older, I'm really like, okay, how do I maintain this body? How do I move this body into older age? But we talked about this privately, which I want to bring here, which is, but I also still want to feel athletic right now. Like, yes, I want to not be a uh, crippled old lady, but right now I want to still feel athletic and move that way. And we were talking about how, for me, that includes intensity in my workouts. Where is my heart rate? Have I gotten my heart rate up? Am I breathing hard? You know, as much as I do really like weightlifting, I sometimes leave weightlifting and I'm like, well, I don't feel that great. Like I know I lifted for my muscles and my stability and my strength, but it doesn't feel quite like a workout. Do you ever experience that? Yeah. So I think you and I do similar things. So, um, on days that I don't run and I just do my strength training, I usually will get on, hop on my bike and do some sort of short workout because you don't need a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is what a lot of people are not, I think a lot of other professionals are not connecting with is realizing that yes, you need a very solid fitness plan that is not intense all the time, but most people want to feel a certain way after every single workout. And so you have to find a way to give them that little dose of intensity that leaves them breathless and sweaty and feeling like, damn, I just did that in order for them to want to continue on. And I mean, I'm the same way. I rarely ever, unless it's like a really short window of time, um, just do a strength training and not pair something with it. But even then I will pick up lighter weights, move faster through it. So I still get somewhat of a cardio benefit. Yes. There's strength involved. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, just doing a workout sometimes can just leave you feeling like, ho hum, why did I do that? Yeah. And this is maybe where I start my rant because I ranted to you about (laughs) this can launch us into the next um, topic, which is on the internet, on social media, 
there is most definitely has been a trend of women should lift weights, lift weights, lift weights, which is great. They should. But it's been also like, well, don't do a lot of cardio. That's going to raise your cortisol and that's just going to make you gain weight or that's going to make your hormones go crazy or definitely don't do anything when you're in certain phases of your cycle. Oh my gosh, your little female body might break and then you're just going to attract fat cells to your body. Like now, now it's like the whole fitness world has realized oh shit, we should be doing some cardio for our health, our heart health. We should get our heart rate up, A, so we feel good. Like I just saw a post the other day from a physical therapist who said they were doing sprints, like little short sprints. And they're like, yeah, I've been focused on only lifting for too long. You know, I really should pay attention to my overall health and start doing some heart pumping activity. And I'm like, you should have been doing that all along. So the tides are turning, but what's your opinion on the internet? Yeah, no, I mean, I have been a cardio junkie um, since high school when I wrestled and realized that we were going to run long distance. And that was like my first, I ran track, basketball, volleyball, but I never had done long distance and I really liked it. Um, So I have always loved cardio and so it's the opposite for me like trying to make sure that I get in the strength training had been a little bit more difficult but I would agree in the fact that it really frustrates me when you have women who are smaller and who have lived in a smaller body or men who have always looked physically fit and they're telling people like this is how you're going to be the healthiest but they're not taking the entire snapshot of what is being healthy And let's just be honest, most of us um, that have been overweight have had periods of being sedentary for whatever reason, injury, pregnancy, whatever it may be. Um, And that is not good for our heart. I mean, yes, muscles either, but at the end of the day, people can live with weak muscles. They can do pretty okay. People aren't living with weak hearts that don't function well. Yeah. I mean, and I think what I had seen is a lot of people were like, you can get your cardio from lifting weights. Well, yeah, these people who are lifting freaking small buses, that doesn't, that is a little bit more, right? Um, it does include the little heart rate, but it's usually not, duration is not enough. Um, and also most women, me included, are not lifting at that intensity for us to be able to tap into all of the the physical symptoms that you need for total body fitness. Um, and I don't want to, I, I will be quite frank. Like I know that you don't mind a good barbell session. Um, I have a past elbow injury. I broke it and then I dislocated it and it does not do well. Like I can't do front racks, even with my dumbbell sometimes is really, really hard because it'll lock and it's painful. And so I don't do a barbell because of the way like squats and stuff that you have to hold it. It just doesn't work for me correctly. Um, so I will never lift probably heavy enough with a weight to also get the cardio benefits that I need to maintain heart health or to like scratch the surface of my deep, darkest desires of freaking let me run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the part that's important, I think is that anyone, men, women can identify with your fitness 
what's really helpful for you. Like we need lifting. We need cardio. We need these things. Like they're just foundational things that we just need. And then finesse it in the way that feels good to you. You know, like we talked about, do you, are you a person who likes a little more intensity? Also, I love a good long, slow run. You know, that also feels good sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. I also love doing some sprints on the bike or sprints on the treadmill sometimes, but again, not all the time. And if you are not a lover of intensity, what is it about your workouts that will get you to keep coming back, right? Is it, you know, some people really love increasing those weights, really seeing the weights move up. That does it for them. Or couch to 5K, like just what lights you up about it to help you keep coming back to it. You know, we go to this idea of motivation versus consistency, and that's out there a lot, which motivation is hard to come by on a lot of days, truly because of life, but consistency and having that hook, like what gets you to come back to it, that will keep you going. Yeah. And I think that this is where most women, I know women in general, I don't train a lot of men. And honestly, I don't know a lot of men personally in my life who are athletic. So there's that. Um, But I think the problem that most women have faced, and I know me too, prior to becoming a fitness professional, is too much intensity cannot be sustained. Therefore, you cannot be consistent because you're going to be tired or you're going to have these aches and pains that are going to decrease your ability to be as intense. And you're like, well, what's the point? Um, And so... Yes, you need to find and finesse what works for you, but you also have to understand, especially my hit junkies, um, that you cannot train at a high intensity every single workout. And you shouldn't because different muscle fibers are used. Your heart has a different response to like high intensity versus steady state, low intensity, like you want to train all of the systems. And this is honestly what is really difficult about fitness for health is it is not cut and dry. And there are so many pieces of it. And I think women just get overwhelmed. I will be honest. I just did my last strength session. I don't even Monday. Maybe it was today's Wednesday. Yeah, okay. Monday kids are in school a little bit hard to remember what day or kids are out of school. Shit. Um, but I was just like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm 36, I'm hoping to live well into my nineties, but let's just say seventies, right? That's 40 years. And I'm like lifting my weights and I'm like, oh my God, like I have to do this for 40 more years. I've only been like really steady, consistent with strength programming for a little over 18 months. And I'm like, 40 years is a long time. That's overwhelming. It is overwhelming to think women want to just do something have their body change and go on their merry way. That is just not what we're talking about in the terms of how do we train to maintain health for the rest of our lives? It's overwhelming. It is. And that's why I think those, to your point, those quick fix 30 day program, six weeks, even a 12 week program, people think, Oh, I'll just get her done in 12 weeks. And then that's it. And I don't know where that marketing went wrong. I mean, I know where it went wrong, but it doesn't work like that. And then they, you know, people spiral into these, well, 
I'm on for 12 weeks and then I'm off for six months and then, oh God, I got to start back again. Whereas a lot of times if you take the intensity or the frequency down a notch, I actually just read a post this morning in passing that said, you know, the marketing for fitness is so wrong. It's making people think they have to work out six days a week and often twice a day. And the poster was like, most people don't realize that if you did 30 to 45 minutes of strength training two to three times a week, you could drastically change your body. And I would agree. And maybe not, I mean, drastically could be the wrong word, but again, it was social media. But the point is more is not always better. And if you want to do it for the long term, you're probably going to have to, I know you've talked about this, bring it down a notch and then just be consistent with two times a week. See how that works for six months, then evaluate. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part because people, and I know like even following me and they're seeing how much I'm working out now, it's hard for them to, to go from the couch that I don't want to run three times a week and lift three times a week or put in some cycling or do my, or do yoga, but that's not where we started. And I always try and, and balance out like, yes, I'm increasing my intensity, but I did not start here. Like I started out with just, I, I want to say two strength workouts a week. And then I bumped it up to three um, because I was rehabbing my hip bursitis, which still flares up. So um, I had to like figure out what I can and can't do with that hip. How is it going? You know, how's it going to respond? Um, and stay consistent with strength training and then dabble in, in running a little bit here and there. Um, but I heard one time and I really liked it is like, you have to earn the right to do more. And so when you come, I thought from you the- made that up. So I'm going to fully credit you. I okay. Always- no, I don't, I heard it somewhere, but I, I, whatever, but like, you have to earn the right to do more as in. You can't just go from the couch thinking that you're going to pick up the heaviest set of dumbbells you have in the house or go out and run and it be okay. No, you have to earn a higher level of fitness. And depending on what program you purchase, most of them assume that you have a base layer layer of fitness. Even some of the beginner programs that I've looked at, I'm like, you want, you want a woman off the couch who's not been doing anything, whose body doesn't feel good doing that? Are you freaking crazy? This is why women don't work out because they look at the beginner and they say, I'm not, that's a beginner. How far am I gone? How broken am I? Because that I can't even get through that. That's, I mean, again, that's where marketing has gone wrong too, is we're not looking at women at where they're starting physically, not just mentally, like people tap into mental people's mental downfalls and they prey on them and they poke the bear. And I can't do that. That's just for me. I don't want to do that. Um, and so they got them emotionally and then they splatter this program at them and it's so intense and it just makes them feel worse. Well, and I was talking to you about this because I've purchased programs from other professionals over the years and I was feeling the need for I've tried different programs. And again, the missing link for me has always been some of that intensity. And I knew this one program would offer me that I'd done most of it before. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to it. Now I'm not the fittest I've been, but I'm also not 
in bad shape per se. And my training age, and this is something, can you bookmark training age? We'll come back to that in a second. But I've been training for 20 plus years. Like I've been lifting weights for a long time. So I'm very knowledgeable and I know how my body works. And I started this program and I like to have died. And I scaled it back because I already knew I wasn't at the level that could do as many rounds as it says. But if to your point, like if I'm actually a beginner, I mean, as bad as I felt during that workout, I cannot imagine someone who doesn't even know what the exercises are, but they've been promised things from the marketing about what's going to happen when they do this program. But if you, I mean, I couldn't walk for like four days. And again, I'm not a beginner. That's another mistake that, you know, the fitness industry is selling to people. No one wants to sell except you to a true beginner at a level to which they can do it without feeling like, like you said, am I broken? Am I never going to be able to do this stuff? Cause it even, it demoralized me. I was like, how am I this out of shape? I'm not. And you know how to modify right? You understand your body. And that's something, even me as a fitness professional, like I can look at someone's program or even when I'm looking at my Garmin has been tossing running things at me and I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I know my body today. That's not going to happen. People who are not fitness professionals, people who have not been maintaining some level of fitness don't have that knowledge. They're not supposed to. That is why there's fitness professionals there. You know, there's CPAs. There's all different kinds of these professions because people can't know it all. Fitness is one area that people don't know. And that's fine. You're not supposed to know. But to the back to that is you knew that that was going to be too much. You modified. And even as, let's say, an intermediate, intermediate fitness level going at this program who is marketed to, I know which one you're talking about because we've talked about it, to all women. It's not just for beginners or advanced. It's just like, if you're this age or whatever, like do this workout, um, you modified at an intermediate level and it still kicked your ass. Right. A beginner is would have felt like death and they might've even gotten injured because of the load. So anyways, bookmark, training age, start. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Another thing to think about, and you might see this phrase, is training age. How long have you been training? Are you, like you said, a very beginner? Then the expectations should be different, right? Like I, as much as we don't want to say it, but if you can say, I am a brand new person, training age zero, let's do this. But you're only following people whose training age is Like I, this guy posted the other day, someone actually asked him in the stories, what's your training age? Which I thought was such a really smart question. He's very fit. And he said, I'm 44 years old and my training age is 30. So he has been lifting since he was 14. This is why when you look at his body, especially, or his training videos, You've got to remember that he has spent 30 years putting on muscle mass, 30 years, knowing exercises, 30 years, learning about his body and someone who's never lifted a day in their life doesn't know about training age and just looks at that person and says, well, I want that. And so they buy their program, you know, like for example, this program that I was doing and they start doing it and they, to your point, could get injured, 
could get discouraged, could not even come back for workout number two because it's over their head. It's too complicated. And I don't know the solution to this, but I just love that we're talking about it. So if you are really beginning, that's okay. Embrace it and find someone to help you that makes sense. Yeah. And also know like beginner, either for the very first time that you're like, wow, I think I'm going to try fitness or for like me who ran a marathon and I didn't run it slow. Like I had a good time. I was mid 11 pace. Like that's a, that's a decent marathon pace. Um, uh, and then to not run at all due to injury, to gain a lot of weight due to mental health issues, um, to start running again, it was really hard to be like, Tiffany, you're a beginner. You're not going to be picking up the same paces that you left. Um, it's really, really, really hard. It's humbling. You really do have to toss the ego aside. And again, that is hard. It is really hard to, no matter what you've been doing. And I had been working out and I had base fitness as of like strength training, but I was a beginner to running again. And it also had to approach it differently than I did prior when I got burnt out and I got injured because that setup did not lead to the outcome that I desired. Yes, I ran a marathon, but I lost it all. So like, we're all going to be beginners at some point, even if your fitness age is 30, starting a new program, a new style of training. Um, you know, this guy, maybe he wants to run an ultra marathon. Like you never know, but you're going to have a have to approach certain aspects of your training as a beginner for the rest of your life. Yep. It is not shameful. There, like you said, there's nothing wrong with being a beginner. The worst thing that you can do is not accept the fact that you are a beginner, no matter what your body looks like, no matter what you've done with your body. If it is new, new style, new coach, new, whatever, like you're a beginner for that and allow it to, to be a beginner, like experience, you're going to get so much more out of it. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause when I started going to parkour and then the ninja gym and climbing, like I had been lifting weights and running for 15 years at that point, but I'd never touched any of those things. And it was awful. I mean, I've never felt more insecure. I've never felt more like literally embarrassed or like it was PE all over again. Like I physically could not do these things, but it was probably the best thing for me to stick to it, to work on it, to be a beginner at something, to say, yep, actually I know nothing and I don't understand. And then to just let it be okay and learn. And then I got better and then I liked it more. And I still have plenty of moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I still suck at this, like that negative talk. And to your point and what I was saying about how fitness in your body is not linear, we are going to approach, no matter your training age, a beginner stage again. I think a lot of people felt that post COVID, you know, if you stopped going to your gym or you were only working out at home now, and then what does it look like? Like, I couldn't even believe I felt like I was pretty good at home with what I was doing. And then when I did go back to a gym, I was like, oh my God, I am new. This is brand new. So there are phases of newness again. Yes. And to your point where you're trying something new and you can see other people doing it is you have to look at what people are training for. If someone is training with the goal for a marathon, they're going to look a lot different. Um, if someone is training 
to go to a fitness competition, you know, bodybuilding or whatever, what they're doing is going to look different. They're going to be more advanced in some areas than others. If you are like me and you who like have a lot of different things that we really would like our bodies to do. We want to lift heavy. We want to run. You and I both like to spin. You have these obstacle course racings. I want to dabble with running longer distance races again. Like you can't do it all, but you want to do it all, but something has to take priority. Um, and so like your progress with your ninja skill stuff is probably going to look a little bit slower than someone who is there doing it all the time, because that is their only goal. That is the only thing that they're doing for their fitness where, um, you know, people that want to do it all like you and I, like, it's just the journey is so much slower, um, because you, you can't do it all and have everything be a priority. And here's the other thing. And I think I've said this on our podcast about bodies. I will also likely never have this certain fitness ideal body and that I have in my head. Even when I was at my quote fittest or leanest, I, it just wasn't, I also love food. So like, I'm not, it's not going to, I'm never going to dedicate my nutrition hard enough to have a lean, super muscular physique that I think I had in my mind for a long time. And that I think people don't really know either is the image you might have in your mind, depending on what your ideals quote are. Most of us, we are not dedicated in our nutrition and our training enough to make that happen. So beating ourselves up about it is not helpful. No, and weight loss is hard. I don't, you know, un unless you go into this massive calorie deficit um, and sustain it, which most people do not, hence why they say dieting fails, whatever. Um, but weight loss is hard. People are going to regain it. And so if you take the more, more sustainable approach, right? And, you know, you're increasing your training and you're feeling your fitness is, you know, going in the right direction, your weight loss progress is going to be like really, really, really low because training, you need calories to increase muscle mass. And so it's really hard to want to lose weight and also be better at some things because you need to have really good nutrition to get better at things. It's just, it's so not cut and dry. And honestly, most of, most of us, me included, don't have the mental capacity to take on the type of training and the very structured nutritional approach to have the body that these people have who have had most of their lives. Now, when you can go from athletics in high school to athletics in college to being a fitness professional, your body is going to look extremely different than the mom who never did fitness in high school, who has an office job and who had three kids back to back and didn't do any kind of fitness in between and is now, you know, trying to manage a career and, and kids and whatever else. Um, you know, some people don't have the finances to have those meal delivery systems to where like, that's all you have in your house. So that's what you eat. It's already figured out for you or to hire a nanny to come sit with your kids so that you can spend two hours doing whatever it is in the gym. Most women just don't live that lifestyle, whether you have kids or not. Most of us do not live in the realm where 
we want to spend that much mental, emotional, and physical energy creating a body that's going to be extremely difficult to maintain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I would. And I, I don't find joy. I don't find joy in it. I thought I did. And for a while, you know, like we talked about in the last podcast, like I thought I was going to have it all, but man, it's, I'm, I prefer my training now where I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to run hard today. I'm going to pick a lower intensity run. Um, I did that on Sunday. It was supposed to be like an hour and 11 minutes. And I was like, I'm out of my little gels that I use. Cause I now figured out like, if you hydrate and fuel during a long run, holy shit, you feel so much better. Like Tiffany, did you know this? Like how, whatever. Um, and I didn't have any fuel and I was like, I'm not running a hundred or one hour and 11 minutes. I'm not, I'm not. Cause I don't feel good. So I stopped at three miles and I was like, call it a day. Peace out. Feel mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. And I had something I was going to say on the piggyback of that, but that's sort of also where if you look at the rest of your life and then determine what will fit in, you will be more successful. Do you have time? What are your resources? How does it fit? What kind of support do you have? I actually got in this conversation with, I don't know who it was, maybe someone at a networking event. And we were talking about like minimum effective dose. And she's like, well, like my neighbor has like three kids and a job and feels overwhelmed and doesn't have time to go to the gym. And she used to go to yoga like every day and she's not working out. And I remember saying, and I never wanted to come across insensitive as we talk about, like, I don't have children. I have my own set of responsibilities. It's just not children. But I said to this woman, she probably has 10 minutes, truly you likely have 10 minutes to lay down and do a stretch or do a simple yoga flow or walk around your block. What is the minimum you can do? And sometimes that's all you're going to do in that phase of life, but it will not be like that forever. But people get to the point where if it's not an hour a day at the gym, well, then I, I can't work out. I don't have time. Yeah. I had someone who saw me running in town with my mom. And then I posted that I had done Pilates and my core, it was like so hard. Cause I have like, my core strength is, is minimal. I work on it every day, but probably not enough. Like, okay, I get it. And she's like, oh my gosh, you've done so much. Um, I'm like, no, I ran for less than a half hour. And that Pilates class was 20 minutes, like less than an hour of work spread out. Um, and she's like, I, I don't even have time. I know this mom, she's, you know, local, she's got twins. I'm like, do some air squats and some pushups on the counter while you're cooking dinner and call it a day. Like just start moving your body. It's the very simple things that a lot of people don't think matter, but they add up and they make you feel so much better. Like even committing five minutes to yourself while you're like juggling kids and cooking dinner, whatever can empower you enough that you want to find six minutes or, you know, in two weeks, maybe you'll have 10 minutes. Um, but it's the starting out. You have to be realistic with yourself. Yeah. And most people, it's so hard because what we see is people doing all of the things. You may not have time to do all of the things, but don't underestimate the very minimal. Like I said, air squats, grab the countertop, do a couple push-ups, call it a day while you're cooking dinner. And just know that that was 
ultimately will always be better than being down on yourself because you can't find time to do an hour workout. Mm -hmm. You know, I shared this example, I think before, but when I was in grad school, I had class eight or nine hours on Saturday and eight or nine on Sunday. Like it was both days back to back. And we, we would have a lunch break. It was an hour and people would be like, do you want to go to lunch? I'm like, no, thank you. They're like, oh, okay. And I would go for a run because a I'm sitting for nine hours that day and I need to move my body to like wake up my brain. But also I knew that was the only time I would have to snag, you know, like a 20 minute run. I think I ran like 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back, and then made sure I had time to, if I needed to change and eat my lunch, would that have been my ideal workout? No, but knowing that I had nine hours of class, 20 minutes of running was a win. And it's stuff like that. Or can you, I think you've done where your kids are at a park and you've ran around in circles while they're at the park or they go to a game and you're there 20 minutes early. So you go for a quick little run. It's those pockets of time that we all, I think do have, but we don't think it's enough. Yeah. And it adds up over time. And especially as if you can use those little pockets of time, I mean, if you have five minutes, you can do low intensity like the air squats and the push-ups on the counter, or you can choose to do a little five minutes of like do some jump squats or, you know, whatever, like over time that adds up to where in say six to eight weeks, those five minutes, you're going to be able to do more mm-hmm. in those five minutes than what you first started out with. And I, that's what people, they don't hold on long enough to see the, that the result of their minimal effort. And they, and they don't realize like, it literally adds up. Most of my workouts, like strength wise are about 20 minutes. Sometimes they go up to 30 if I'm lollygagging and dancing in my head in between sets. But you know, I like to spend about 20 minutes. It's all I realistically want to spend. I could have more time, but I don't want to because I want to do other things. And I always am like, you know, in a few weeks and I'm like, oh man, like I grabbed, what did I grab? Oh, I grabbed my 25 pound dumbbell to do a goblet squat. And I was like, holy moly, this feels like air. And a few weeks ago, even at the beginning of the year, I remember like, oh my God, I have eight reps of this 25. Like it was so hard. And then I picked it up and I was like, oh God, I have to go out downstairs outside on the deck and probably grab my 30 and bring it in because this is not going to be sufficient. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to consistently do the work. Sometimes I will grab a lighter weight because of how it's going. But for the most, you know, I pick up the heavy weights every now and then it's taken what, seven months. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is easier, but it doesn't happen without doing the work and do and just showing up with what little time you have. Mm-hmm. Either this is a great time for us to wrap it up or it's a great time for another topic. What do you think? I think we should end um, and let's just, I would love to give people a realistic approach. Like, let's go back to 2020. What were you doing at the start of the pandemic? Like, let's just do like a recap of where you were at and where you're at now. So people can see that's three and a half years. What has your fitness journey looked like for the three and a half years training wise? Yeah. Yeah. So during COVID, especially the early days, I was probably the most active. (laughs) You have time, lots of walks. 
um, still running, doing my strength training at home and actually doing, because I was transitioning from the gym, working with people in person to working all at home in between sessions. Sometimes I would do a five or 10 minute little activity or a little burst of cardio. Um, and then that sort of that newness wore off and those things sort of faded out and there were no races. So there's just a lot of training, long bike rides, like fitness was just in a sense for 2020, I did more, but it was different. Um, it wasn't as intense, I would say in terms of the heavier weights, but I was cardio weights and 2021, I think is what threw me for a loop. I was a little over being home, but we were still home. So I was like working out at home, some races, some not. I'd had some nagging body issues that were coming up. And then it sort of, I had, I kind of really messed up my ankle in 2021 and sort of just went downhill for a while. But now I go back to the gym some and I'm working my way back up. But the important part of the story is I'm actually just as strong or stronger now than I was at the start of the pandemic. But I thought because I was doing different training that I would be like so out of shape when I got back to the gym or my fitness would just be so derailed, but it actually wasn't. And I was able to be a little bit of a beginner again and then build back up. And in not too long of a time, my strength returned, my endurance is back. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I had made it out to be in my head. What about you? Um, almost similar. So in 2020, I had just started my fitness career, you know, as a, as a trainer. Um, and so that was kind of stressful for me trying to figure it out, going from planning on being in person to doing it all online. So I had some added stress, but I had my kids home. 24 seven. And we too were really active. We did a lot of walking, hiking. We did a lot of fun bike rides. Um, and so while I wasn't like super consistent, I would say with strength training and it definitely wasn't running yet. We were active, we were active and it was a stress free. I didn't feel like a lot of stress around it. Um, and then I slowly started 2021. I was more consistent with um, my workouts maybe dabbled a little bit with trying to run here and there, but it wasn't really working. Um, I would twist my ankle or whatever it was. Um, and it wasn't until last year that I got really consistent and started following strength programs that were built for being progressive. And I just rotate through my own program. I have one that's like about nine weeks long. And then the other one is eight weeks and they're, and they're different. So I'll just go from each one, um, started running more consistently at the beginning of 2022. Um, and kind of, again, like running consistently, but running consistently for me was like mile and a half because that was all my hip could do. Um, and so now I'm at a good place where I've got my strength training down pat, um, and I'm able to add more intensity with my running but then like trying to figure out how I'm fitting in cycling because I love Peloton spin classes. Um, so now I'm just trying to find that balance of, I got to do my strength training because that's honestly what keeps my hip happy and keeps me injury free personally. Well, that's for most people, but like me personally, I know for a fact, I have to hit my strength training because if not, 
when I go for a run, I feel miserable after. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now is I'm able to build the intensity, but I have been consistent for 18 months with my strength training. Like that to me is like my foundation. And if that cracks, I know I'm not going to be able to do the rest, but it takes a while. It takes a long while to be able to feel like your foundation is firm enough that you can add on and not crumble. At least for me, that's how I feel. Agreed. Agreed. Well, before we get on another topic, we'll end for today. Because if not, we will be off to the races on something else. And Tiff and I are going to chat about things. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, please let us know. We'll be happy to chat about it. Otherwise, I'm sure we'll just keep relaying our information that we talk about to you. Yeah. I mean, again, yes, we are fitness professionals, but we're also just women trying to figure it out for our own bodies as well. And if you have gone through it, chances are we have too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let us know if you want us to chat about something. We chat about a lot of stuff. So chances are we might've already talked about it, but we could bring it to you here on the podcast. That's right. Exactly. Well, thanks for another great chat and we'll talk again soon. All right. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to subscribe and share this episode if you found it helpful. A review would also be fabulous. You can find me most days hanging out over on Instagram at Tiff Starts Living. And if you ever need to contact me, my email will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time.